1: One o'clock hour on a Thursday. As always, joined at this time by Pierre McGuire of NBC and NBC Sports. Between the benches last night for Flyers and Penguins. Bruins playing tonight against the New York Islanders. Johnny Boychuk coming back to town. Good call on the game last night. Pierre was watching. Did you have some flashbacks there with the throwback jerseys? Did they give you something yourself for your coaching days when you got the two rings?
0: you know what i got to spend uh... two full days there in pittsburgh and just got home this morning and uh... one of the things it's really hard to let go of it, the fact we did win two stanley cups when i had the privilege of working there and you see the pictures going up and down the hallway i'm sure christian can attest to that from his days with new england and uh... And the Pats. and i'm sure luda probably has the same feelings when he walks into fenway but it's it's pretty cool when you do that and then they obviously put the uh... the old jerseys on the players last night i thought that was phenomenal one other thing, Tim, just uh, to pay credit where credit's due, after the tragedy of what happened in Canada yesterday, the way the Pittsburgh fans and the way the Pittsburgh organization saluted the country of Canada uh, and the way they sang the national anthem it was pretty special.
1: Yeah, I noticed that it was, uh, and you guys covered it pretty well on NBC as well. Yeah, well, not thanks, to. Not to not that's, the
0: sh- those are the guys in the truck that do that. They're phenomenal. They really are. Josh Friedenberg and uh, Jeff Simon were running our truck last night. They did a great job.
2: Yeah, Pierre, we're doing some research on you here, and it seems like you were pretty much a stud in college. with mean, three sport <laughs> three sport athlete. Played football, quarterback. Obviously, hockey. I mean, yeah. so I mean, obviously, were you just better at hockey, or was this? Uh, I was
0: actually. You know what? I was probably better in football, but I wasn't big enough to play quarterback past you know certain levels so um yeah no i i love football it's my uh it's my favorite i think when i was playing hockey I was more of a puck moving defenseman who could think the game pretty well i probably processed hockey like i did as playing a quarterback when you're breaking down defenses
2: and you pitch too as a pitcher, yeah. He's your power guy, too? You're a full-pitch no, mix?
0: No, you're the power man. No, no, no. It's pitch mix.
1: Nasty cutter, Pierre. Throwing head. out the baseball <laughs> term. No, oh, there's yeah, there's new, new language.
0: American League where there's a designated hitter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, Pierre, uh, obviously the Bruins playing a lot better uh, recently. Um, I think it was just mo- more of like kind of a matter of time, uh, kind of catching their breath with the schedule, or do you see anything in particular they're doing differently?
0: I hated the way their season started, not because of the way they were playing, but the way the schedule was set up for them, Lou. I think I talked to you guys about it. They they almost had eight days where they had three games and four nights in eight days. I mean, that's that's crazy stuff. And then you compound that with an afternoon game uh, at home after a Saturday night loss. I mean, that's really hard. Uh, I'm not making excuses for them, but I also think they're starting to settle into what kind of team they want to be. I think they were all a little stunned about Johnny Boychuk being traded to the Islanders because he was an extremely popular guy on their team. They started the season without Gregory Campbell. He's a very important guy on that team. So I think they were kind of feeling their way through, but they are starting to heat up. I liked their game the other night against San Jose, especially the last parts of that game.
1: Pierre McGuire with us from NBC Sports. You mentioned Johnny Boychuk coming back tonight with the Islanders. I've uh, been doing some reading. Our own DJ Bean at EEI.com wrote about Boychuk today. Pierre Lebrun had a piece Uh, a couple days ago talking about how quickly he has become a hero on Long Island for the way he's played and what he's brought to that room. Uh, It looks like that's a pretty good mix that we're going to see tonight when he returns to play against the Bruins. Oh,
0: Johnny's a really good player, and he's a very popular guy, and you can understand why. He's a bigger presence physically than a lot of people know. He's a a really imposing guy physically. Um, He makes guys play bigger. He can absolutely rifle a puck. But he's a low-maintenance player. I mean, he gets along with everybody. I remember watching him play as a young kid for the Calgary Hitmen, and then he moved on to the Moose Jaw Warriors. And the one thing that always stood out about him was he was just so unselfish. I mean, he didn't care about himself. He cared about his team, and all his teammates knew that. He had been very popular every single place he's played. And um, I'm happy for him because this is an unbelievable opportunity for him to really become a focal point present uh, in terms of a player. I don't know if he could have had that with the Bruins just because of the star power that the Bruins have. <clears throat>
1: Pierre, if I say one name to you, I just want to say a name, you give me yep. your reaction to this guy as a player from a Bruins potential uh-huh. perspective, okay? Yep. Chris Stewart.
0: I'd be careful.
1: Okay, that's exactly what I figured you would say if I were to take what Mike Milbury said in an intermission yesterday mm-hmm. to heart. Why? Why should people be careful of him?
0: Um, well, I know the family. Anthony, his brother, played uh, two World Junior teams that I was around uh, for Canada, and Anthony should have been a much better player than he was. Um, Chris has had flashes of brilliance in the league. He really has. Uh, he's a bigger body. He can really skate. He's got very good hands, uh, and he can finish plays off. But to me, I, I look at organizational identities and the Bruins' identity is hardworking. It's in your face. It's tough guy hockey. He doesn't always do that. That's just, he doesn't bring that. If he brought that every single day, I'd say, go get him. But he doesn't bring that every day, and that's why you've seen him move around a little bit. Um, it wasn't hard. I can tell you, it wasn't hard at all for Colorado to trade him to St. Louis, and it wasn't hard for St. Louis to move him. I can tell you that.
2: I mean, Pierre, is that the problem this time of year? People think the Bruins can make trades, maybe get a guy like that that you just sit there and say, maybe you want no part of. I mean, because there's been names, Jordan Eberle, right? He's been a name around I would get here.
0: Him in a heartbeat.
2: <laughs> would he be available though? I mean, would this I don't. Season... That's
0: the thing. I mean, it depends what the package is now. Edmonton's won their last two games just because I don't do this on purpose. I study the schedule all the time and they're in the, they just played their third game of a seven game homestand. They're basically their seasons on the line in the, in these seven games and they've won two and lost one. They've won their last two. So, I mean, Jordan is a tremendously consistent player. He's a brilliant, uh, big time player in terms of when the game gets bigger, he gets better. Uh, one of the better world junior players that ever represented Canada. I can tell you that right now. And, uh, anybody that would allow him to be available, I'd try to get him if I could. I really would. But
2: would you do something like that this time of year? I mean, would teams be
0: looking to deal a player like like that now? Edmonton knows their life and death to make the playoffs. And if they can maybe make their team better by getting a defenseman or by getting a a bigger center iceman, something along those lines, they might think about doing it. But, again, I'd be surprised if Jordan would be available. I really would be.
2: Yeah, so Pierre, so Toy Krug, you know, he's trying to – I guess uh, get rid of this label of himself being an offensive defenseman. Right. I mean, he played really good the other night. Is this something yep. that? How important is that? Is that for him to do that? I mean, is, can he just get by with what he's doing? How 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 much does he need to change
0: his game? So let me take you to your sport, okay? And you know yeah. cornerbacks that have unbelievable defensive instincts and can play man to man really well, but they're not really good when the run comes at them. So sometimes those guys are going to say, I'm going to show these guys. I'm going to pound people. I'm just going to punish people. And, and they feel better about themselves, and they're probably more accepted by their teammates. Right, Christian? So yep. I, I, look at, I look at what Tory, Tory is a tremendous offensive talent. He always has been going back to the Indianapolis Ice in the USHL, or going back to Michigan State. He's always had that. What I would do, and I'm sure the Bruins have talked to him about it, I want him to be more like Donnie Sweeney. I want him to be, yeah, that good offensive player, but, man, he's really reliable defensively, and he's not going to get beat one-on-one, and he's going to really thrive. And I think Torrey's taken it upon himself to be that player, Christian, only because I saw him training this summer, and I know the people that he worked out with, and, and he put the work in to become a stronger, more physical guy. So I would say, yes, uh, he probably does want to prove a lot of people wrong.
1: Pierre Maguire with us from NBC Sports. Tim Benz, Lou Malone, Christian Fourier, Middays with MFB. The reason I brought up the Stewart thing before Pierre is that it's the second time I've heard his name in a couple of days associated right. with uh, a potential return for the two picks that Boston got in the first place right. for the Boychuk deal. If you're the Bruins, are you still looking uh, when it comes to adding someone, adding a forward down the line and just hoping that the guys, like Miller, for instance, comes back from injury, Barkowski turns into something, mm-hmm. keeping your fingers crossed that the defense depth that you've developed uh, patches over for the loss of Boychuk and you focus on getting a forward after right at about the trade deadline?
0: The one thing I wouldn't want to do if I were the Bruins, I wouldn't want to mess with the roster integrity that I've built up this is a tight team, and you've already traded away one player in Johnny who is really popular uh, with his former teammates. I'm not sure you want to go down that road again and do that with somebody else, Tim. So I think that's the biggest thing um, is you've got to be really careful in terms of messing with the integrity of your roster. If you're talking about trading draft picks, the current players could care less about those draft picks. They mean nothing to those guys. It's competition for them down the road. That's about it. They could care less about the draft picks and, and maybe – a player if you were to go get Chris Stewart and bring him in because you got draft picks maybe that becomes more digestible for the team.
2: You know, P, I'm just like watching this guy Carl Soderberg, right? The Big Swede. We love this guy. I mean, when yes, he, sir. last year, I mean, he's unrestricted at the end of the year. Obviously a yeah. third line center right now. We know he could probably be better than that on other teams. Mm-hmm. Is it one of those things where like Cirelli's kind of kind of lock this guy up at some point during the season or he is gone because he's going to outprice himself?
0: I think you're going to see Peter be very shrewd in the negotiation. He always has been when he identifies core players, he gets them signed. Um, I think that's something you're going to see happen, just like Minnesota did with Charlie Coyle yesterday. Um, Charlie signing with Minnesota was a really good signing for them, and it's it is a good piece of security for him going forward. He's a brilliant young player. I think you're going to see something like that with Solberg where they try to get him done quietly during the season, and if they can't, then he will go to market, and, and I don't how yeah, Boston can keep them just because of the dollar values involved.
1: All right, lastly, Pierre, I'm going to see Jack Eichel on Friday. What am I going to see? Something
0: off the charts. Um, whomever you thought was the best young player well, I'll, I'll just say that one of the best young players I ever saw and I was part of drafting was Jeremy Yager. Um, because Yarmer just stood out. You knew when he was 17 and 18 he could play against guys at that age. When he was 17 and 18, you just knew he was so physically dominant. Um, Jack Eichel's that guy. He can do that. Uh, Connor McDavid is that guy. Um, Austin Matthews is a kid that's not eligible until the 2016 draft. He's another one of those guys. So, yeah, uh, you're going to be blown away by Jack Eichel's size, his conditioning levels, his strength, and his creativity.
1: Pierre, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it, we'll try to awesome. I look forward to my Thursday visits
0: with Mm -hmm. the three hat trick (laughs) amigo. There you go.
1: (laughs) We are feverishly digging through the YouTube archives, looking for you (laughs) on the mound or under center at Hobart right now. I don't think they had you guys. Don't understand. They didn't have that stuff back then. Those
0: would be uh, something. I don't even know that those were those tapes. I don't even. 8 millimeter or something.
2: This thing They're called DCR tapes? tapes? Beta. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Pierre. <laughs> How are we doing, I'm Blake. All, all, you right. all right. That is Pierre McGuire from NBC Sports. And-